need our full attention? Do we avoid that conversation we need to have with our spouse or another deeply important person in our life who we've hurt or with whom we may have a misunderstanding? Because it's just too messy and uncomfortable to deal with it. Do we RSVP with thoughts and prayers but do nothing with boots on the ground when God calls us to be agents of change and justice where change is desperately needed. I told you these parables packed a punch. Here's the thing. Jesus doesn't want a religion. He wants a relationship. He wants a relationship. And so the question, as uncomfortable as it may be for us, is this. If we believe that our relationship with God is the most important thing about our life, does our life look like it? And if we believe that following Jesus' great commandment really is what should shape and guide our life to love our neighbor, does our life and our relationships look like it? With God, there's always good news. And so remember I said that God has a response of healing for us in all of these parables if we are willing to see. And so God's response to our human condition of self-centeredness, God's response is a call to service, a call to love others, putting others first. Remember, Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's where the second human condition in this parable becomes clear. Let's go back to the parable in verse 21. The host, angry and disappointed at the self-involved, distracted responses of his guests, Send his ser- sends his servant out right away into the streets and the alleyways and all the invisible parts of the community and invites them to come as the honored guests of the dinner. And when they come, there is still room for even more. And so the host says, then go out to the country roads. And I'm going to take a little liberty here with the scripture and say to the runaway and the homeless shelters, to the drug houses, to the bars at 2 a.m., to the AIDS hospital, to the prison cells, to the mental hospital, to those who have no home or family to eat with, and drag them in because I want my house full. I love Eugene Peterson's version of the scripture because the host uses the word misfits. The host is clear that he wants all the misfits, all those who do not seem to fit in in the eyes of those who do. And so the host wants all of those who are left out to be invited. Can I say to you today that our God does not play around with his invitations, nor will he be deterred by our behavior. And not only that, the guest list to God's dinner party may very well surprise us when we see who else is on it. 
In historical context, Jesus tells this parable to those at the dinner party because they believe that they understand God's kingdom just fine. The dinner guests, they believe that they are the ones who are to be at the table. They subscribe to the common notion that only the righteous, religious, rule-following Jews would be able to be part of the messianic kingdom. Certainly not the misfits that Jesus is talking about in the parable. And yet, God is serious about welcoming everyone, everyone who will come into his ongoing kingdom work, which means he is also very serious and determined about welcoming those that we would likely not welcome ourselves. You know, when I read this parable, I'm curious about how it lands in our modern day context for those who hold up posters on street corners with angry words of judgment and condemnation. Or how it lands for those who yell loudly through their bullhorns and platforms of power and policy, all the while not recognizing that they're actually looking at a very incomplete guest list. Friends, God's response to the human condition of being left out is belonging. It's you belong. You belong. You belong here. So come on in and be fed. You are always welcomed here. There is not one person among us that is not loved by God and that God does not want at the family table. Because you know what? The truth is we're all misfits. We're all misfits in some way. We're all in need of healing. We all struggle. We're all broken. And we're all in need of God's transforming love and grace. And Jesus is pretty clear in this story. God wants us at the family table together. Because truly in authentic Christian community, there's a place for everyone. Everyone. As Rachel Held Evans said it best, this is what God's kingdom is like. A bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because they are rich or worthy or good, but because they are hungry, because they said yes, and there's always room for more. I want to close this morning with a story of a dinner party that I was a part of a couple of weeks ago at Galloway. I had the honor of preaching worship and presiding over communion for our Grace Place worship service. We have a service for our Grace Place clients. Most of you know what Grace Place is. It's our homeless ministry where we feed and clothe and try to help those of our friends that live on the streets. And every Wednesday, we have a worship service before our meal and we serve communion. And so after the worship service was over, we, we shared together in the fellowship of worship and the communion sacrament. And then we all together, volunteers and our Grace Place friends alike, we walked over to our foundry, which is across the street, to share in a meal together. And as I was watching all of this happening, people were getting their food and sitting and talking to one another. I stood back and I took it all in because what I realized was that there was a dinner party in progress. It was complete with 
the welcoming sounds of our piano player who was serenading us from the corner just like the Peabody happy hour, if you've ever been there. It was just beautiful. It was this beautiful jazz music. It was so lovely. It was lovely. And you know what else? It was holy. It was holy. So many different stories and circumstances and struggles and life situations represented in that one room. Lives that, let's be honest, if it weren't for Jesus, probably would not ever cross. But during our family meal, there was laughter and music and dignity and sharing and bellies being filled and souls being nourished and people not being left out but being invited and seen right in the middle of all of it was the host, Jesus, who had invited us all to the party. So yeah, Jesus is a really good storyteller. The power of a parable. After all, God is inviting us not to a boring, time-wasting meeting that really could have been an email. But you see, God rather is inviting us to an eternal feast, an ongoing family dinner that never ends. Where there is always more. Where there is always room. And where there is always enough to go around. Where all are included and genuinely welcome. So really, can I ask you, brothers and sisters, knowing that, Knowing that, who among us would be so foolish as to respond with, send my regrets? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Let us share together in our closing hymn this morning as we prepare to go out into the world to share the gospel. <laughs>